Hello there. You're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the Golden Glows that took place this past Sunday. We'll discuss the winners and share our thoughts about some of the nominated films. But before that, we'll do a rundown of this weekend's box office numbers and react to the latest industry news. I'm tired all the time. I started working out again recently, though, so oh, really? I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I've been lazy you, for a long like time. Like doing the running, a little bit of weight. No, not running. No, just like working out in the garage. There's too many people outside in my area. <laughs> oh, but I might go biking soon. Maybe tomorrow, if it's not too hot. Gotcha. That seems like it'd be fun. But hey, yeah, I'm proud of you, and good luck. Thank you. I'm doing a lot of yoga feels good dude i did yoga once right before the pandemic it cursed everything it was the last since correct not because i've become superstitious about it but because there's no yoga anymore it was at the you the other gym the one Mm. on the north side of campus not the rwc Mm. um i went there with the writing center people like we all are like guys let's just go hit up some yoga and then we did and it was tough <laughs> i'll tell you what did not expect it to work up a massive sweat while doing yoga but it was, fun. was it like, was like, like an hour an hour session yeah it was um and it was fun and i was like i'd like to do more where half the time i'm not straining my neck trying to see what the actual yoga positions are because that was a lot of the, you know, how I spent my time doing that was trying to see what was going on. Yeah, no, I, I would that. try doing a, I would recommend if you go on YouTube and you go to yoga with Adrienne, she's very good. Yoga with I Adrienne. Do, um, yeah, I do. After first. I work out, I work out three days a week. And after I work out, I do her just a five minute cool down kind of thing, which is technically the wake up in the morning. And then every other day. When I'm not working out, I usually do maybe like a half hour session. But she has like five minutes, 10 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, hour. Spencer's been doing uh, her 30 day program. He does it once a day. It's like half an hour long. I do it every once in a while. Gotcha. Are you, do you do meditation as well? Or no? Um, whenever Spencer's doing meditation, I'll sit in with him. And I've been trying to do it more on my own, but I mostly just do yoga and working out. Gotcha. Okay. Because, yeah, the void of yoga in my life has been filled by meditation over the past year and a half. So I just want to see where you were at with that. Uh, Okay. Oh, I did did meditation recently with Russell Brand on his YouTube thing. Yeah, there's like a five-minute Russell Brand meditation, and he just like guides you through it. I see. I I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't? Why? Because it's it's Russell Brand. (laughs) It's Russell Brand. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he'd be okay. I see a lot of his spiritual stuff pop up out of nowhere on YouTube. And I'm like, hey, good for him doing that. Mm. But yeah, his image is kind of tainted in my mind. So I can't take him serious. But hey, good for him. And good for the people that actually are able to 
sit through a Russell Brand meditation. Good for you all. Getting back into the movie talk, we got a lot of news coming out. And amazingly, the streaming wars have reached a new peak, Dylan. Paramount Plus, you heard of it? Yeah, I keep seeing ads for all over the Amazon Fire pad that we have. <laughs> yeah, it looks, they, I don't know, it looks fine. They did a whole bunch of promotion on it for it during the Super Bowl. And all it is, well, it launches this, what, Thursday, the 4th of March. And yeah, two days it, from today. Yeah, essentially, it's just an expanded, rebranded CBS All Access. So it's going to bundle together CBS, the BET Network, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, MTV, and the Smithsonian Channel, um, all under one banner. And it does have a surprisingly vast collection, which, I mean, we have to be running out of content to the point where no other big streaming services can come out. But who knows? We'll see. But. Paramount it, Plus, the it's new SpongeBob. to pay for. It is, which is <laughs> ridiculous. I just was able to get Hulu after long last. And really? Now this other thing, yes. And now this other thing is coming out. I'm still refusing to get Am- Apple TV Plus. They ain't never gonna get me. I did a free trial. I did a free trial because I wanted to watch Ted Lasso, which we'll talk about later, and. uh and then I forgot to cancel it. And so oh, I got no. charged for another month and I watched The Morning Show too. And Ted Lasso is great. Oh. The Morning Show kind of sucks. Oh, does it? That's uh, it's just it's just okay. I don't know. It could have been better. There's like Billy Crudup is great. Billy Crudup does a fantastic job. But everything else I is see. just okay. Carell, Aniston, they're not good. I mean, they they do their job. They they say the lines. They get they get the work done. Glowing praise. And they're actors. They're they're not like terrible. It's not like I'm watching it vomiting or anything. It's just it's not really awards. She won like the a sag for that, worthy. didn't she? I feel like ah, she did. It's a sag. <laughs> yeah. What do they know? Anyone can win a sag. Actors judging acting. Um, interesting, because that was one of yeah. the draws of that service. Um, but good to know that me not buying it or going for a free trial paid off. But yep. Paramount, no, no, you should do a free trial and watch Ted Lasso. We'll talk more about Ted Lasso later. Okay, interesting. But so we got one. You should definitely one positive one for thing, the Apple TV. One thing plus. for Apple TV. Let's see if we can get anything for Paramount Plus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through their catalog. And I want to see mm-hmm. if anything is attractive to you, Dylan. Okay. And we'll see by the end of this if we can make you okay. spend even more money by doing a free trial and then forgetting to cancel it. All right. All right. So the new SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, which is available at launch. Pass. Okay. Pass. <laughs> Tragic. Um, <laughs> even if Tiffany Haddish and Keanu Reeves is in that. <laughs> Do you see that's how they introduced Tiffany Haddish at the Golden Globes <laughs> yes. as Tiffany Haddish from the I new SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run? Yeah, she's done so many other noteworthy things that are more important. Well, but they had to promote. I mean, that. I guess. 
yeah, so, yeah, I know, but still. Very unfortunate for her to be introduced with that, but a great sentence to listen to. Um, okay, so Sponge on the Run, <laughs> even with the Tiffany Hatter star power, does not convince you. Uh, how about no, the fact that so. Mission Impossible 7 and A Quiet Place 2 will be on the streamer 45 days after the theatrical release? I'll just go to the theater. I mean, those are coming out in what, November? Great. Like later this year? No clue. Yeah, MI7, I thought, is still filming. So I don't know when that. That's definitely going to come out way later. Yeah. And I think A Quiet Place is. I mean, should be October. I mean, that'd be the obvious place to put it. I mean, I know optimism has kind of gone out the window at this point, but I'm pretty sure I'll have a vaccine by then. And a vaccine plus a mask plus social distancing in the theater, I think I'll be fine. Well, here's the thing. We'll talk a little bit more about that, about the optimism around theaters. But for now, for you, still a no-go for Paramount, even with those two movies. Okay, how about... Yeah, now if I'm seeing, if I'm watching a Mission Impossible or a Quiet Place, I want to see it on the big screen. You know, I don't want to watch it on my living room TV with the sun coming through the blinds, burning the like giving off a big glare. Right, that'll just annoy me. Very true, especially with Mission Impossible. That definitely is a theatrical experience. Um, okay, absolutely. You got the CBS All Access originals. They're going to continue. Those are things like Star Trek Discovery. And Star Trek Picard. Does that tickle your fancy? I've only Not ever liked all. Star Trek uh, Next Generation. And even then, I've only seen a couple episodes. So I can just skip the rest of Star Trek and be content with my life, probably. <laughs> that might make a couple people upset God. out there. A couple of people who might be fans of Star Trek. But uh, I think I'll live. My dad. <laughs> your dad. You have, yeah. Yes, my dad absolutely loves Star Trek. Well, he so can be mad at me. I, mean, I don't care. Well, now you have one more hater, Dylan. Um, iCarly returns with Miranda Cosgrove, Nathan Kress, and Jerry Trainer reprising their roles. Returns? Gonna, yeah. Now wait, hold on. New, they're continuing iCarly. Yeah, you didn't know this? No. Really? It's not. It's not like uh, like what they're doing with Friends. It's like a whole. It's like what they're doing with Roseanne, right? Or yes. the Connors. Now they're just bringing the people back and just continuing. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of iCarly, but I watched a lot of it. But really nah, I probably won't draw me back. Live action kids show of all time. Is that really Based on, I don't know, someone said that. I don't know if that's true or not, but someone said it, and I was like, I guess. I mean, I currently really was. I think Drake and Josh is better. So, I don't know. Well. If they brought Drake and Josh back, and Drake was Spanish, then yeah, I I would tune in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And that's probably for the best that it's no longer going to, but. Probably. Yeah. So, iCarly won't get you. Nope. A Drake and Josh, <laughs> maybe. maybe, just for the to watch the uh, train wreck happen might be good for that. Okay, how about Avatar Studios? They recently announced this. Nickelodeon's going all out, expanding the Avatar: The Last Airbender universe. 
is going to pump out like short films, new series, a bunch of spinoffs. Wasn't that going to be Netflix? Am I wrong about that? That's a great point because Netflix is doing a live action avatar. So that is sticking with that. Well, but I mean, all the animated it. content, yes, well, seems to be all the animated content is going to be on Paramount Plus. Yes, that seems to be the case. Well, shit, <laughs> they got me. Really, they're grabbing you yeah. with that. I mean, and... I'll just keep doing free trials, <laughs> <laughs> make new emails. But okay, I, I, maybe I'll pay for like a month. One like. Once it's all out there and I can binge it all at once, I might pay for a month and then just watch it all and then cancel. Because there's nothing else on here gotcha. that's going to make me pay month after month. Do we know how much it is? I see. Uh, no, we do not. And by we, I mean I don't. I'm sure they actually have pricing <laughs> out there somewhere. But since I'm certainly not going to go for it, I didn't look okay, at The, but the original check. Avatar content is certainly a draw for me. I would absolutely join in. Wow. I mean, that is a big, big commitment. I would not be in that camp. I don't know. I'd have to see, like, if the original creators are the ones that are spearheading that, then maybe it can, oh, they are, then then it can bring me in. But otherwise, I don't know about that. Fairmount Plus is $4.99 for the basic plan. Or ad free is nine ninety nine. So there you go. I'd pay five bucks for a month to watch all the Avatar stuff and just deal with ads. I would do that. There you go. You heard it here first. Dylan is on the Paramount Plus they train. Me. I mean, I remember when we were talking about HBO Max, and I was like, ah, I'll never get it. And uh, I mean, I still don't have it. I use my roommate's account. But if if he if he <laughs> didn't it, it's have worth an account, it. I would probably do it, and it would probably be worth it. I just finished Sopranos. Very good. I watch a lot of movies on HBO Max. HBO Max is worth it, y'all. Do it. No, we're we're not getting paid. Crazy expensive. It's worth it. Worth it. (laughs) I wish we were getting sponsored. Are you kidding me? What Um, else does Paramount Plus have? But yeah. They have Rugrats is also returning. The original voice cast is coming back, but there will be new animation. It'll be new CG. I was never right. a big fan of the original. That doesn't sell. So. <laughs> really, nope. I loved the original Rugrats. I thought. I mean, don't get me cool. wrong. I watched a couple episodes, but I was also four. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't like have a huge emotional connection. It's not. It's not SpongeBob or the Backyardigans or nothing. You know, it's Rugrats. Bro, you were a Backyardigans, Backyardigans fan? If they were bringing back the Backyardigans, maybe. But they aren't. <laughs> I'm glad they to know back there's Arnold. Backyardigans fan out there. There's a lot of old Nickelodeon shows I would subscribe to Paramount Plus for if they brought them back. Like Kids Next Door. Is that is that Nickelodeon? Yeah, am I right in Cartoon saying Network. that? Is that no, really? That's Cartoon Network. Ah, yeah. well... Paramount Plus will never get me. Fake fan. <laughs> um, okay, so how about Fairly Odd Parents? That was a Nick uh, show. They're doing a live action version of it. 
as they are doing one with Dora the Explorer. Well, I don't care so much for Dora, but Fairly Odd Parents was a pretty good show. I don't think I would like a live action because then they do one with Drake Bell. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to recast. Oh, thank God. But uh, yeah, eh, Fairly Odd Parents live action doesn't really sell me either. Gotcha. Frasier is returning with Kelsey Grammer reprising the titular role. I've the man's like trying to go episodes. for another decade <sighs> for playing the same character. Yeah, I was never, I only watched like the first three episodes of Frasier and then I kind of fell asleep and then never watched it again. Oh. So, eh, it's funny. And Kelsey Grammer's great. It just never, it just never captured me. I like the dog. <laughs> Interesting. I would have thought Frasier would have been something you really like. Uh, I, I always got more into other sitcoms like Friends and uh, some. Oh, I watched quite a bit of Seinfeld actually. Now that I, I recall, yeah. So Seinfeld and Friends, like of that area, those are the kind of the sitcoms I watched. And I guess Frasier, you could lump that in with those, but. Just never grabbed me. Gotcha. I never liked Cheers that much either, which is kind of what spawned Frasier. That's very true. All right. Criminal Minds is coming back for a 10-episode arc. It ended in February of last year. Probably the yeah. quickest return of any show ever. I watched all of it up until when Mandy Patinkin left, and then I stopped. So what's the point? What's the Dang. point if there's no Mandy Patinkin? Mandy Patinkin was the best part of that show. Him and and um, what's his name from the Chipmunks movie? <laughs> no, he's the the white skinny kid that all the girls like. No idea. That ah, could be they, anybody. <laughs> if you're a fan of the show, you know who I'm talking about. And he he was also a selling point for that show. But but Mandy Patinkin made that show. And gotcha. Yeah, I never watched it, that? so can't comment too much on that. But. A Criminal Minds Return. I don't know if Manny Patinkin is returning to that. Ah, I doubt it. Um, so yeah, not a draw either. The Halo video game franchise is getting a series for Paramount+. Plus. Never played Halo. They're just, they're just bringing a lot of things in that I just have no contact with. I never played Halo. Yeah, these are all misses. That's crazy. I played, I played Halo with Ezra's little brother. <laughs> that, that's it. Wow. And didn't that was like uh, the old Halo on the Xbox. Nothing new. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there's some other. I mean, there's a bunch more that we can't get into. Things like the weekly Trevor Noah show, the game returns. If you ever watched that show, which I did like a decade ago, seen, I don't know. I'm why reading that. the things you wrote, and I have not seen any of these things. Really? Yeah. No. Never seen. Beavis and Butthead movie isn't a draw. Never watched Beavis and Butthead. Dang, the Parallax View. That's for the one Warren Beatty fan that's out there. Is what is that's that? A Warren becoming Beatty a show? show. Is Warren yeah, Beatty doing something? A, <laughs> no, I think he's dead. But the movie. No, he's alive. He's alive. He There's might no as well way. be dead. I mean, <laughs> he. Don't you remember? He's the. He was up there with Faye Dunaway when they mixed up uh, La La Land and Moonlight. That was only like what five years ago. Dang, I guess that's crazy. 
I guess well, a man anyway. could die within five years, but no, he's still kicking. Well, good for him. That'd be funny if they brought him back for this show. But anyway, the movie is from like the 70s. So I don't uh, know why they are. Never seen that. Who is being attracted by that? But there you go. They do have a SpongeBob Camp Coral spinoff. You mentioned that you love SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob when the creator, Steven Hillenberg, is that his name? When he was in yeah. charge. I love that SpongeBob. I've yeah, seen some of the new episodes. I'm not quite impressed. And then last but not least, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. I never watched it. I hear it's a great show. Uh, Alexa loves that show. My roommate Fernando loves that show. I've never seen it. I'm sure I'd like it, but I've just never seen it. All right. Well, there is a glimpse at the catalog of Paramount Plus. Yet another streaming service arriving later this week. And whenever the Avatar content arrives there, you can bet Dylan will be the first person to shell out five dollars to yep. watch ads. There you go. Why am I paying money to watch ads? Ah, Paramount Plus. Anyway, Marvel Spider-Man Three film has unveiled its title as Spider-Man No Way Home. The movie is set to release December seventeenth. Is that correct? Yes, that is. How are we feeling about it, Ryan? So I, they did a little marketing campaign where they had each of the actors come out with fake movie titles, like Phone Home, mm-hmm. Home Alone, that sort of thing, which was mm-hmm. a good marketing choice. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they landed on No Way Home, which to me, I think it's okay. I think the they had on the whiteboard where they did the video and it zoomed in on the whiteboard with all these different yeah. ideas. Uh-huh. And one of those was Homeworlds, which if mm-hmm. this movie is to be as we expect it to be, a live action rendition of Spider-Verse, I feel mm-hmm. like that would have been a better title because it... It's a little is, on the nose for me. Homeworlds? Well, because to the layman audience, they hear Homeworlds and they're like, oh, that's intriguing. What does that mean? Homeworlds? That's like a sci-fi thing. What is that going on there? I feel like that they don't matter. (laughs) I feel like that is more intriguing than No Way Home, which I suppose still relates to this aspect of shattered dimensions being in the multiverse. But it also seems too close to Far From Home. It's not as exciting, I feel like, as Homeworlds would be. So I'm indifferent to the title. How about you, Dylan? What do you think? I think it's neat. No way home. It could mean anything. It could be multiple things. It's not as specific as home worlds, which is a little on the nose, like I said. I, I dig it. I feel it. I mean, I was never the biggest fan of the home, home trend in their yeah. titles. But, you know, can't change that. So you just kind of got to roll with the punches and remember it's just a title. It doesn't really matter when you look at the whole movie. That's true. I will always dock a single star off of No Way Home because I don't like its title. Even if it's the greatest movie you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> Bro, but if they bring back, we can't get into it, but they better bring back Tobey Maguire. We'll talk about it another And time. everything will be forgiven. But no, I don't really care about 
the title Tony too much. Tony so old. I think it could be better. He's not that old. Leave him alone. He's old. I mean, when he was filming the second Spider-Man movie, he almost broke his back. And that I was mean, what? I don't think that was because he was 16 old. 16 years was, ago? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, a long time. Relative to us, but... I mean, the man's all right. He can still get in the suit, let's hope, and not break his back this time. I mean, I haven't seen pictures of him in a while. What if he's just huge? That'd be amazing. I don't think he is. I definitely think he's gone down the dad bod route, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right, but I still haven't seen pictures of him. Who's crazy? Anyway, Warner Bros. reportedly hired Ta-Nehisi Coates to write a new J.J. Abrams-produced Superman film. Yes, and Ta-Nehisi Coates is not a screenwriter he's most known and i mean he's an acclaimed non-fiction book author he wrote mm-hmm. the national book award winner between the world and me and he has dappled in comic book writing with captain america mm-hmm. and black panther now he's switching gears to go to dc and write for a superman film but what does this mean for henry cavill is this confirmed to Henry Cavill or a not Henry Cavill, or have they just not said anything else about it? I don't think it's been confirmed either way, but all evidence points to this being him getting kicked out of the role. Not I guess just, like entirely, but this next movie probably isn't going to be a Henry Cavill movie. I just, just let's wait and see, you know? You never know. Henry Cavill could show up. Who, who knows? And also, it's DC. Nobody... <laughs> Nobody really cares anymore. Yeah, it's I didn't very even see Justice League. Whoa, are you gonna watch the? I mean, you're gonna have to the Snyder. Yeah, cut. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Snyder cut just because I'm so curious. But uh, yeah, Zack Snyder is probably my least favorite director <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Baz Luhrmann, and then I watched Moulin Rouge, and now it's Zack Snyder. So. I'm not Dang. looking forward to watching uh, the Snyder Cut, but I'm going to watch it. It's four hours. What else am I going to do? I don't do anything but work out and eat and go to class. School. I don't even work out that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be a good four hours, I think. It'll be an okay At least hours. just to see. Well, you won't even have the... Um, joss whedon version of justice league to look at so you'll be a clean blank slate yeah i do kind of like being a fresh pair of eyes i have no idea what's going to happen i have no idea what i'm comparing it to it could be i don't know what the story is that we're going to see awesome should be fun. all right so pixar dropped the teaser trailer for their adaptation of call me by your name in their newest <laughs> original film luca which is about two best friends played by Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer who enjoy a summer on the Riviera of Italia. And they discover that whenever they touch water, they turn into mermaids or mer- hmm. mermen, merpeople, um, which would be great if the town that they lived in didn't hate anything that had mer as a prefix. So that is the new Pixar film coming out. Dylan, how do you yes. feel about it? Did you watch the it trailer? It's cute. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I think it looks cute. It, it, it surprised me that they were mer people because I just thought it was about Italians. 
And I was like, yeah. And then they jumped in the water and turned into like squids and shit. And I was like, ah, it's a plot twist. But yeah, it looks cute. Looks fun. Looks like a Pixar movie. That's what not, I'm not saying. Not super it's, excited about it. You're not? I'm pretty excited about it. Because it seems like one of those love letters they do to particular cultures. We saw that mm-hmm. with Coco mm-hmm. in 2017. And then mm-hmm. well, with Disney, it was Moana, which was sort of a yeah. mishmash of Polynesian cultures, but uh-huh. still had the heart behind it. Um, and this seems to be doing that for Italy, which you should be fond of because you're learning the Italian language. That, that was two years ago. <laughs> How much do and you I don't remember? remember. Oh, none of it. I remember none of it. I remember more of French from high school, which was four years ago, than I do of Italian. That's yeah, great. I don't. I don't know any Italian. I know Arrivederci. That's it. <laughs> well, anything they said in Inglorious Bastards in the scene where they were pretending to be Italians. That's those are the words I know. Arrivederci. Well, hopefully you'll still be able to enjoy it, even yeah. though you have lost. I mean, I can always learn it again. I have a whole lifetime. Who cares? Tom and Jerry released on HBO Max, which will be on the service until March 28th, and it's also in the theaters. Are you going to watch Tom and Jerry, Ryan? I might. I don't know. That might be one of the movies that I watch with my mom. Uh, Personally, I have no desire to do it. I'm gonna go ahead and skip. I'm gonna go ahead and skip Tom and Jerry. They they talk. What's the point? The whole the whole point is that they don't talk, and that's what's interesting about it. Is it's it's a whole physical animation. It's all about how their characters physically act with the world, and how their their emotions are exaggerated in cartoons. What's the point if it's 3D and they talk? It's not anything. It's not anything. It's it's made for money. Speaking of money, is in the theaters, so that brings us to our box office breakdown for the weekend of February 26th, which was last weekend at the time of this recording. Tom and Jerry, which opened in approximately 2,500 theaters, made $14.1 million, which is not half bad, considering nobody goes to the movies, which is evidently That's very true. So you also got to keep in mind, it's released on HBO Max. So the people that went out to the theaters, in theory, could have just gotten an HBO Max subscription, probably for around the same price, less even if they're taking the family out. Um, and yet they chose to go to the theaters. And so the $14.1 million is the second highest uh, domestic weekend for any COVID film. Wonder Woman was like 16 million. Um, and Tenet, wow. they kind of fluffed up the numbers. That was 20 million, but that was like a whole week wrapped into one. So, Tom yeah. and Jerry, the second biggest opening of the COVID era, which is who would have thought that'd be the case. Christopher Nolan wanted to be the savior of theaters. It looks like Tom and Jerry might be beating him out for that since people seem Nolan to be more should have made a better movie <laughs> well yeah true. i guess maybe it wasn't the anyway, quality with tom and jerry 
that got the people yeah. in the seats. On the other side of the kids' bedroom, in the 14th week, is Crudes 2 made 1.2 million this weekend, which is over 52 million domestic, which is not half bad for COVID times. That's very weeks. true. So again, it looks like the movies that are geared more towards kids or the whole family are doing best in the COVID times. Remember way mm-hmm. back in the beginning when Trolls 2 came out on premium video on demand and that made like a hundred million oh, world tour. Yeah. Um, and so that was yeah. a big old success and like, Oh, maybe this new model of releasing online for a certain amount of dollars, like the premium video on demand is going to work. And with Tom and Jerry, even despite being on a subscription service, got 14 million. So that's fairly impressive. So we're back. Go ahead. Remember back when we were reporting on Endgame, making over $2 billion? Yeah. But hey, Kurds 2 made $1.2 million. Hey. <laughs> and it's 14 weeks, though. It's the death of theaters. No, 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 no. Yeah, it that's could pretty be good for 14 weeks, just in general. Well, exactly. Oh, so I mean, the, I hope. The, the takeaway here is that maybe cautious optimism about things getting better with theaters is beginning to be okay. You know, we got the vaccines rolling out. Cases are down. Mm-hmm. I think we've finally gotten back to October 2020 levels, which was like around the start of the wow. second wave, or I guess third wave, right? The winter wave. Um, so hopefully if that trend continues, we suppress more of those daily cases so more of the theaters open up, we get more people vaccinated, and it might go well. And another way we can test that, see if people are getting more willing to go to the theaters, we will see next week with Raya and the Last Dragon, that new Disney film. It will be on Disney Plus with $30 premiere access, um, but then it'll also be in theaters. Bucks. Yeah, me neither. Um, it's going to be on Disney Plus for free eventually. That's true. That is very true. But I can wait a couple months. So you're going to wait? You're going to sit this one out? Yeah. I mean, it's too early to go to the theaters for something like Ryan the Last Dragon. Like, the only time I'd go to the theaters if I was like renting out a theater, which is what AMC is doing. For 100 bucks, you can rent a theater. I would do that with like a bunch of friends, but I wouldn't go to like a general theater. I did that for Tenet and then some dude sat two seats away from me and really upset. That is awful. Because that seat is supposed to be off limits and he sat there anyway because it was in the center and I was upset. But I couldn't leave because then I would have had to walk right in front of him and that would have been worse. Anyway, I'm probably not going to go to the theaters for a while and I'm not paying 30 bucks to see Ray and the Last Dragon. So I'll wait for it to be free on Disney Plus. I have a subscription. I already paid them enough money. Yeah, gotcha. That's what I'm. We will see if families, the people with little kids that may be stir crazy, if they'll feel the same way or if they'll go out to the theaters. So I'm predicting a 22 million dollar gross. I think we're going to break the 20 mil barrier, which used to be the threshold for 
if you were a flop, you were under 20. Now we're going to see if the most hopeful thing we've seen in almost an entire year is a $20 million opening. I'm going to take the under. You know, I think it'll be under 22. Because I'm a betting man. You want to bet a dollar? I'll bet you a dollar. It'll be under 22. <laughs> okay. I'll bet you a dollar. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Never bet against Disney, Dylan. My dollar's on the You're line. You're about to lose a dollar. <laughs> okay. um, all right. And then next week, we also have, as a theater exclusive, no streaming Ooh. service, no premier access for this one, Chaos Walking. That Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley flick, an adaption of the book series written by Patrick Ness. It's been in development for years. Has like seven writers. Charlie what Kaufman used to be one of them. What a perfect end to the movie that's been a development hell for so many years. It's released during a pandemic and nobody sees it. Yeah. It's poetic in a way. It is, it is. So where are you predicting this one? <laughs> you put eight million is your prediction. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it the under again. I think it'll be under eight million. Okay. Cause it's not a, it's not really a family film. So families yeah. aren't really gonna go. It's kind of a weird drama. Tom mm-hmm. Holland fans might go. Daisy That's Ridley true. fans might go. Or maybe they won't. And maybe it won't do well. Because also there hasn't been much advertising for it. Yeah, it's been a little. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say under eight mil. All right. We will have to see next week where these films come in. But there's another debut this upcoming week that mm-hmm. is not in theaters. We won't have any box office numbers for it. It'll be on Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. It is Eddie Murphy coming back in Coming to America. I need to see the first one. I think I got like halfway through the first one, and then I had to go do something, and then I forgot about it. But that was like <laughs> three years ago. So I never finished it. But I remember I can I can picture scenes. I can picture Eddie Murphy in like a fast food restaurant or something, and it's funny. It's a funny movie, but I just can't. I can't picture. I, I can't. I never finished it. I know I didn't. But yeah, I would I would watch the second one if I could find the first one somewhere and finish that and then go watch the second one. I love Eddie Murphy. Gotcha. All right. Well, you can look forward to that this upcoming week. And moving into our discussion of the Golden Globes oh. that happened this past weekend. What did you think Is of the it? show overall? Before we get into the winners, the show overall, it was hosted by... Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, for their what fourth, fifth, fourth time? Oh, I don't know. I was, I, I barely paid attention to their parts. I was focusing on the Zoom calls that were going on in the background. Every once in a while, they'd show, and it was like four little like people on a Zoom breakout room or something, and it'd be like, like Al Pacino, and then <laughs> someone random talking to Al Pacino, and it's like Al Pacino doesn't know these people. And then and then they'd show the winners and then they would show all the people that were nominated with the winners and then they would throw someone random in there, like Donald Sutherland or something, just just to look. Wasn't even nominated for whatever category it was. He's just still there. <laughs> even though he lost, he's still just hanging out on the Zoom call. It was a weird it was a weird show to watch. Yeah. There were some funny moments. Like uh uh Tracy Morgan saying Saul that was incredible. That <laughs> and then they in the funny. Zoom waiting room for the nominees. They were all joking about it afterwards. That was a <laughs> definitely a highlight. 
It was pretty funny so, watching um, in the beginning when Daniel Kaluuya won and immediately just technical errors. And he's like, you do me dirty. You do me dirty. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That it was, was an interesting show to watch. David Fincher doing shots every time he lost. <laughs> that was fun to see, for sure. Man, David Fincher's a character. He is. I like that sort of aspect of it, getting to see, mm-hmm. like, when the families are with them when they win. Yeah. Um, like, with Mark Ruffalo, his kids are running in. That sort of thing. That's always cool to watch, which you can't get in the actual normal times when they're all in a auditorium so that was interesting but then of course a lot of the awkward zoom tech malfunctions that we've gotten used to over the past year came up during the show and it was funny to see even at the highest level the oscars uh yeah i'm sure they'll do it a lot better but yeah that'll also be an interesting sight to see that's in april right yeah, like April twenty fifth or something, which is crazy. Oh yeah, April. Wow. Typically, in normal times, last weekend, like this would be our Oscar show. We'd talk about what happened mm. at the Oscars, but yeah. everything's been pushed back. Oh well, we can still talk about Golden Globes, which is fun. That's true. Speaking so of Golden Globes, yeah. limited series, your TV movie, Queen's Gambit won. So did Anya Taylor Joy. That's pretty cool, right? That is, you wouldn't know because you didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. But I heard it was good, and I love chess, even though there's not. It's mostly about her rising to fame rather than playing chess, from what I hear. It's true, but there is a lot of chess in there. Yeah, that's cool. Which again, they make. I think I like it. I think you would too. You should watch it. I made. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom got interested in it only because on Netflix, on the panels mm-hmm. where they show like an image. She yeah. saw the weird hair and was like, that's really weird. I want to check it out. <laughs> and so she watched it and she that's ended cool. up loving it, which is great. Because I've been hey, trying to get her. her to watch more quality shows as of late. What is, she, what is she watching that's not quality to you, Ryan? I mean, she just watches like Days of Our Lives, soap opera stuff <laughs> um, sometimes. And we watch, I mean, we watch... <laughs> good shows together i mean we always watch martin family in the middle like sitcom stuff but i mean dramas like that she doesn't typically get into so that's why i'm watching breaking bad with her we just finished season three and then we Hmm. were um talking about this show um and we watched it separately but she really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it anya taylor joy definitely deserved the have have you been watching breaking bad on alexa's account on my Netflix? Yes. Okay, because I kept getting mad at her because I thought she was watching it without me. No. I no, can't no. believe that was you. That's been us. Well, what's funny, I because I think I tried to ask you that that one time. I was like, oh, she's watching it? Is she trying to do it on your account? Because um, the reason we did that, I think when we started, me and my mom watching it, I think you were doing a rewatch. And so I went to I was to trying to get account. her to watch it, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're trying to do that. So I was like, let me not mess up where he is in that show. And so I went to Alexa's account to do it. Yeah. Ah, I can't believe she won't watch it. <laughs> Alexa, if you're listening to this, I really want you to watch Breaking Bad. She I know you don't like it when I ask it. you to. Ryan's mom wants you to watch Breaking Bad. 
you know what that means. You have to watch that it. Good. You got to do it. You can't disappoint her. You can't. Anyway, Bri- Mark Brian Cranston, Mark Ruffalo <laughs> beat Brian Cranston and won a Golden Globe for "I Know This Much Is True." Is that the one where he played twins? It is. I didn't see it. Me neither. But uh, <laughs> best TV. I watched, hang on. First, I gotta say, I watched you, Grant, the Undoing. Oh. I watched the Undoing with Spencer, and the Undoing is not good. And. Oh. I recommend it's not good in the way where you just have to watch it. Kind of like the little things. We'll talk about that later. I recommend everyone watch The Undoing. There's a scene. I can't believe Donald Sutherland was nominated for this. I mean, he he was acting his heart out, but there's a scene where he's trying to be like, uh, I guess this is more of a dialogue thing, but he was trying to be intimidating to a character and he leans in real close and he gets real quiet and he says, I'm a cocksucker. And then just, just, <laughs> just keeps talking about how he's a cocksucker. He's like, but not, not in the way you know a cocksucker. I don't suck cock. So weird. It's wow. just, just not what I expected from a Hugh Grant drama starring Donald Sutherland. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Not, not my so favorite. That's a, in the column of hate watch. Or just curiosity watch for it being. I don't know. I wouldn't say strange. curiosity watch is a better term. I didn't hate it. I just didn't really like it. I would say disappointing because I really like really like murder mysteries, and it was just disappointing. It's a good word, but mm. I say that's the worst feeling. Give it a watch. Maybe you'll like it more than me. But I love Mark Ruffalo. I'm glad All he right. Something. Yeah, I'm glad he won as well. I'm still not going to watch it, but. Good for you, Mark Ruffalo. Great job. Good for you. Um, all right. The best TV series drama was The Crown, which has seemed to replace Downton Abbey as the darling <laughs> British program that award shows love to coo over. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Dylan, haven't you? You've like now, I've seen I've seen one and a half seasons of The Crown. I've mm. seen two episodes of Lovecraft Country. I've Which seen all of The Mandalorian. I've seen one episode of Ozark, and I've seen Ryan Murphy shows, which is what Ratchet is. It's just <laughs> a Ryan Murphy show. So, yeah, I would say The Crown definitely deserved to win this award. Lovecraft Country is terrible. Uh, the Mandalorian is just fun. Ozark is a dad show. It is. I don't know why bad. that's like nominated up there. I love it. It's fun, but not now. Ozark. Like, Ozark's good. Ozark. I've heard Ozark's pretty good from my dad, but it's not my thing. And Ratchet <laughs> is just another Ryan Murphy show. So yeah, I give it to the Crown. Good for the Crown. Crown's good. I would. You should watch the Crown for sure, Ryan. I need to finish it. Uh, my mom is watching the Crown. Hey, good for her. Oh, you did? Good for her. She's, she's beating you to a I show. I know, so she's getting to see the skill acting. Because they also cleaned up all the acting awards in the TV mm-hmm. thing. If you're on the ground, which is, I mean, what Downton Abbey did, I think. They just love giving those mm-hmm. actors the Golden Globes. So yeah, it definitely yeah, seems like a good show. I may get around to it at some point. But Dylan, you know. If I watch that, I'm going to be speaking in a British accent for months. So. Well, that's fine. We can do a we can do a show where we just do British accents. 
We could invite a guest and not tell them we're going to do it and then see how long it takes them to, for them to start doing it. Lillian would do it right <laughs> away. It'd be funny. She anyway, best it. TV series. <laughs> of course she would. Best TV series, musical, or comedy went to Shit's Creek. Um, I've, I'm on the first season of Shit's Creek right now, and I know Ezra really likes it, and Alexa really likes it, and I think it's funny. It's okay. It's not really my type of humor too much. But I hear it does get better as it goes on and the final season is really good. So that's cool. But I've seen now we can talk about Ted Lasso. I've seen Ted Lasso all the way through twice already with my one month of Apple TV. I accidentally paid for and Ted Lasso is amazing. Jason Sudeikis is incredible. It is such a fun show. It's such a happy show that has really sad moments. It is it is it is amazing. It is incredible. The writing's incredible. The acting is incredible. It is funny. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel emotions, which is always a good thing. I think Ted Lasso should have won, even though I have not seen the latest season of Schitt's Creek, nor have I seen Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, or The Great. I still think Ted Lasso should have won. Got you. What, what Interesting. You and where would you right? rank... Well, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but I want to see where you would rank the series Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis' performance in that compared to the speech he gave at the Golden Globes when he won for Best well, Actor, right? Leading Actor? In a I liked his speech. It started off a little weird because he was talking about <laughs> some book he was reading as a kid, but then it came full circle. And then he talked about his crew and how he shares the award with his crew, which I think was sweet. I liked his speech. It was nice. He looked a little weird, but it's it's also he's in London and it's the middle of the night. To be fair, you know I don't blame. That's very him. true. But yeah, I think he deserved yeah. to win for best actor, and I think he deserved to win for best TV series. But yeah, he's fine. Well, good for him. So definitely noticed- a strong rock recommendation for Ted Lasso from you. I just noticed. Uh, Better Call Saul was not nominated for Best TV Series Drama, which is really sad to see Lovecraft Country up there. <laughs> Lovecraft Country's bad. The first episode's cool, and then that's it. It's a bad show. And I heard, I haven't seen the latest season of Better Call Saul, because it's not on Netflix yet, but from what I've heard, it is the best season yet. Which is crazy that it wasn't nominated. It sucks. Better Call Saul is amazing. Yeah, that thing's been getting snubbed throughout its entire run. It really always gets nominated, sad. except for this year, but it never wins. Bob Odenkirk, which is Bob Odenkirk deserves one. He deserves one. Just give him one. And the next, the next season they're doing is the last one, so he has to win. Give him, please, give him one. That's Just true. one. Uh, they probably will. They'll end up doing it as like a consolation prize for overlooking him so often but consolation my ass yeah. he deserves it we'll be on the lookout for that well it's true certainly but they'll feel like oh we got to be compelled to give it this time when yes That's they it, should have been rewarding that man many times all over along. anyway best motion picture <laughs> foreign language went to minari which was made in the usa <laughs> yeah it's very there's it's a big controversy around that yeah, very strange. Very strange. But I watched Minari, and I really liked it. It was cute. I Stephen haven't Ewan's seen it great. yet. Uh, 
the woman who plays the grandma, I don't have the name in front of me. She's incredible. Hulk Ass is incredible. Steven Ewan's fantastic. I want to watch, I don't know what three of these are, but I know what another round is, and I really want to watch another round. I hear it's very good. I love Mads Mikkelsen, so I got to get on that, which I will. Gotcha. Haven't heard that, but definitely want to check out Minari when I can. That seems like it's going to be a Oscar contender for sure. Mm-hmm. So certainly want to check that out. And also Steven Yeun, my boy. I love him. So definitely want to support him in that movie. All right. We have best motion picture musical or comedy or at subsequent movie film. That was the winner. Did I've only seen the end of it. I only watched the end of it because I came back from hanging the out with Alexa <laughs> and Spencer and Bobby and Fernando were watching it. So I was caught the end of it with, with Rudy Giuliani. And it's funny. Have you not seen it? Well, I have you not seen know it? of the Rudy Giuliani part, but I have uh, not seen yeah. it. Now. Well, there was that end and then there was the actual end to the movie itself, which was like narrative rather than documentary like mockumentary kind of stuff but uh it's borat it's funny it's always been funny it'll always be funny it's just funny it's hamilton is uh an artsy way of pointing a camera at a play uh music is just offensive yes it's deeply offensive palm springs is good and the problem is bad so it was between borat and palm springs for me and so i was fine that borat won it's fine Borat's funny. I have seen, I haven't seen Palm Springs yet, but Springs I do want to give it a go. It's funny. Sometime I in the near future. I'm kind of tired of the <laughs> Groundhog's Day well, kind of trope of reliving each day over and over again, but it was fun. It's fun seeing it, how they do it between genres. Like Groundhog's Day is just a comedy, and then they have Happy Death Day to You, which is like a horror movie, and then Edge of Tomorrow, which is an action sci-fi movie. And then Palm Springs, which is like a rom-com. Mm-hmm. And the Groundhog's Day is also kind of a rom-com. But it's just interesting when they do it in a new genre. I like that. Not to say that I like the movies. I haven't seen Happy Death Day to You. But Edge of Tomorrow was great. Highly recommend Edge of Tomorrow. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, so yeah, I'll probably check out Palm Springs in the near future. Now that you got um, Hulu, you can. That's true. Borat, I probably won't. I really don't have an interest in seeing a movie like that. But are you going to ever go back and you were so watch high class, movie? Ryan? Uh, maybe. No, I watched just, the first one. I, I gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't know, just a vibe to done. I don't really want to, I just have no interest in watching it. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that it has been giving Sasha Baron Conan a, uh, Cohen a lot of time to do his stick on mm-hmm. a bunch of interview shows anytime yeah. he was in the golden globes i mean i love that so i like him of course um so i'm glad that he was able to do well with that film because he also won best actor in a motion picture comedy so good for him i mean he's just a tremendous actor like he's just a funny man always will be just very very funny james corden in the prom is uh, laughable, <laughs> and Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton was like three or four years ago they recorded this play, 
of him and just now released it and he's already won so many awards i think he's fine not winning another one and i haven't seen personal history of david copperfield but i love deb patel and andy sandberg is great in palm springs but yeah sasha baron cohen is just hilarious like just a funny guy of course he he deserves to win 100 percent um Best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. The winner was Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot. Have you seen that movie? I have not, but I keep seeing the ads for it on Netflix. It looks okay. I love Rosamund Pike. I'll tell you what. Mm, she, I mean, she's good in it. I don't think this is like a crazy win. Um, but the movie, I Care A Lot, I really did not like it. Really? Why? It's one of those – I mean the premise is really interesting, which is Rosamund Pike plays a person who is supposed to be a caretaker for elderly individuals who no longer can take care of themselves. She becomes their legal guardian, but she's actually just scamming them, right? Uh, like selling off all their property, moving money her. in her accounts – in their accounts to hers, um, which is an interesting premise. But ultimately, it just makes you hate the people that you're watching on screen. And it's not particularly like her in that role. She's not playing it to be charismatic. No, of um, course, she's the bad guy. Well, she's the bad right, but, guy. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Billy Eilish. But I don't know. It was just watching horrible people be horrible, but they weren't charismatic compelling enough mm-hmm. to make me be okay with that to tolerate it so mm-hmm. it was just an it was not an enjoyable experience watching it happen also this is like a mm-hmm. sort of spoiler but not really um but the mafia in this film which she yeah. runs into that's the whole thing they are terrible at their jobs they went <laughs> over two in assassination attempts Hmm. Always look at the body, guys. <laughs> if you happen to be a part of the mafia and you are told to do a hit, check the body. Wait, the, so that it wasn't like they, they didn't kill him? No, they did not. <laughs> you see, what you're supposed to do is when you're in the mafia is you unload the whole gun on them, drop the gun and walk away. You know, Correct. It was just, so was it just like a one hit and walk away? It wasn't even that. It was even more stupid than that. Like, they went roundabout ways to make the killings seem organic. Mm. Seem like, oh, it was a suicide or, oh, it was an accident. Um, uh, but then they never checked to make sure that the deaths actually happened. So that stuff just wasn't believable and took me out of it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think it is an interesting watch for people just to see how they feel about it. And see if they end up hating the characters all the way through. Because, um, right. I mean, that's what it does. It doesn't try to make you sympathize with them. But it just isn't... It doesn't give you enough to latch on to. To make you want to keep watching these people be bad. But yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Anyway, best motion picture animated went to Saul. <laughs> it did. I mean, well what else deserved. was gonna? What else was gonna? And I've I've seen the first Cruise movie. I can't imagine the sequel is much better. Even though I do like the first Cruise movie, and I've seen Onward, and it was okay. 
and I don't know the other two movies. And it's Pixar. Like, what? It's Pixar. Right. It's Pixar. The only people that I've ever seen beat Pixar was, uh, I guess, Shrek and uh, Spider-Man is the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And, and both of those. And there was no, there was no Spider-Verse this time, and there was no Shrek. That's true. <laughs> Alas, no Shrek. Um, so Soul definitely deserved to win. What did you think of that movie? Because it also won original score, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, John Batiste. Uh, it was fun. Globes for that. It was good. It was a good movie. I had a good time, I guess. I think you it was trying to make me... Enthusiastic. I think it was trying to make me think. Like it was trying to get my brain going about the philosophy of death. And I was just like, ah, this isn't the kind of movie to make me think about death. This is just a fun movie where a guy tries not to die and becomes a cat. <laughs> right. I thought so, it was trying to get you to feel about life, not think about death. I think it's trying to do both. It's trying yes, to make you appreciate was- the time you have and appreciate the life you have and not try to look forward and forward and forward and try to appreciate the life you have and think about your passion. But also it is trying to make you think about death and think about like what comes next and that you only live once on earth at least <laughs> you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start a whole debate with the religious company but on earth you only live once uh unless you believe in reincarnation but uh or unless you're joe gardner who got a second chance but yeah i think it was yeah. like the message about mm-hmm. you don't need to strive so hard for a life purpose if it means that you're not paying attention to all the other joyous things that are around you i thought mm-hmm. that was a really sweet message and also the way that um 22 was i think the character's name yep. her spark was just living life your spark doesn't yep. have to be your purpose it can just be the small things the little things um the little things yeah did a lot better job of giving a, the little things are the important things message in soul than in that movie. But yes, I still think it's two very different messages, but I see what you're saying. Well, just the, the minor overlap of them being like the little things are important. One was saying the little things are important to get you caught. That was the Denzel Washington movie. But then this one, <laughs> the little things are important to live life. You got to enjoy the, you know, sitting in a cafe and having lunch or spending time with your friends and family, all that sort of thing, which I think Soul was really trying to hammer home. Yeah. I get and I think for me, it worked. It was definitely a beautiful film with a nice message. I still had a good time. I had fun. Definitely the better choice for the Christmas Day movies over Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I watched both back to back. Really? Which one was first? What was the chaser? Uh, it might have been just a couple of days apart, but I know Wonder Woman was first. And, uh, not good. Yes. So you're able to wash that taste out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, best supporting actress in any motion picture went to Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian, which was a surprise. A pleasant was. surprise. Was I like Jodie Foster. Like- I mean, I don't blame her. I mean... Most <laughs> people have not heard the of film? the Mauritanian. Uh, uh, no, I, I really did not think about it until she won, to be honest. 
But she was. Uh, Spencer wants to watch it. I think it just looks okay. I want to watch The Father with Olivia Coleman, who was also nominated. I also need to watch Mank. Oh, snap. You didn't see it yet? No. Mank? I thought you did. <laughs> I, th- I said I would, but I didn't. <laughs> one day. One day I'll do it. One day I'll, I'll whip up Mank on the TV. The courage. Get through it. Today is not that day. I'll watch it before the Oscars, gotcha. I promise. Please do. Best supporting actor. I, I will. I will. Best supporting actor in any motion picture went to Daniel Kaluuya, which is fantastic because he was great. 100% he will fantastic. deserve. He is a revolutionary. Uh, I, I mean, am. he honestly. The revolution. <laughs> He said a revolutionary, not the revolution. I am a revolutionary. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That is 100% well-deserved. Hopefully, he will also get the Oscar for that because that man did you watch it? is an incredible actor. Yeah, I did. You watched it finally? Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah. 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 It wasn't a question of finally. I watched it. Uh, like I thought, after it came out when we talked last week I thought you hadn't watched it oh, no, I, I did I watch that one anyway I, it's, it's great it was great uh, he was fantastic uh-huh. yeah I'm Him. glad Jared Leto did not win the little things <laughs> yeah that was amazing that he got I'll never not hate on that movie <laughs> but yeah. huge shock I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar Kaluuya or Leto <laughs> Do you want it Leto just so you can Both. hate him more? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, I guess. I just think it'd be funny to see him on Zoom again, <laughs> oh, just gosh. not knowing why he was nominated like the rest of us. I just think it'd be funny. It would be. He had an Anyway, moving on from Jared Leto, best screenplay. Oh, he always does. He's a, he's a cult leader now, isn't he? Yes. Something like that. Best, screen, best screenplay motion picture. Uh, Aaron Sorkin won for some reason. God knows why. What do you mean? For He's the Sorkmeister. Personally. Uh, yeah, but I've seen The Trials of Chicago 7. I've seen most of his other movies. And I think this was probably his least well-written movie. Was Trials of Chicago 7. I won't contest Social that. Network, I phenomenal. definitely think we've Steve seen... Jobs, phenomenal. Yes. Just amazing. And also... Yes. There's just all four of the other ones just seem like better movies. I've only seen Nomadland out of the other four nominees, but I've heard Promising Young Woman is great. I've heard Mank is great. I've heard The Father is great. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is just okay. I mean, I'm a sucker for courtroom drama, so that appealed to me. But other than that, it was just okay. Right. I enjoyed it. I thought the kinetic opening was really interesting he does well with framing devices mm-hmm. um and so the way that he was able to mm-hmm. dispense the information about the riots over the course of the film that clued us in i think was compelling i do, i wasn't like on the edge of my seat like oh my gosh what's gonna happen um but it was interesting still enough, like, a little messy in the way it was organized i agree with that yeah like compared to 
it was a little less framing devices in social network or Steve Jobs. Those were more straightforward, but they also work brilliant. a lot better. They were so good. Um, in this case, social network is brilliant. Cutting between the past and the present, and the different courtrooms talking about the past, and then progressing into the past, and then moving to the for, the, the present just to see how it is. Brilliant, brilliant writing. Yes, Charles Chicago Seven, kind of a mess. I still don't know the, the, the mess, big. But I just don't know what the timeline was for time. for that movie. It's harder to harder to know. Yeah, mm. but we shall see how that happens in the Oscars, if he's going to get another one. Uh, I hope not. But anyway, uh, next is Best Actress in a Motion Picture, which went to Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Which of the five people nominated was my last pick of what I thought would win. (laughs) I was very surprised. Very surprised. That was the biggest surprise of the night. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody was expecting that. I don't um, think she was expecting it. She was she was shocked. No, the family was going nuts. But I mean, that's yeah, insane. I mean, I mean, it's awesome to see, but a crazy out of nowhere mm-hmm. selection. It seems like because I thought, I mean, Frances McDormand, of course, is always going to be a front runner. But then Viola Davis from Ma, Ma Rainey's mm-hmm. Black Bottom, she is fantastic She's all the time phenomenal. as well. Yeah. Yes, I heard so Vanessa I, Kirby is really good in pieces of a woman, like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then Just, Carrie uh, Mulligan, a pick for. promising young woman. That was my. I didn't need to see that movie. I, I wanted to see that movie. movie. Yes, we should. We're definitely going to do a show for promising young woman, or at least have I didn't a thing need to watch it because it deserves it. It's Carrie nowhere. Mulligan. It's no. Where did? How did you watch it? Did you watch it in theaters? Uh, no, I watched it from Barry. Did you just. Oh, Barry. God. (laughs) Man. That was the first thing we watched, like the first class we had. Um, And it was fantastic. And Carrie Mulligan is incredible in it. She's so magnetic. Talk about, I mean, she was nowhere near the levels of Rosamund Pike's character of Awful. Mm -hmm. But when she does these morally gray things, you're following with it because she is so charismatic and so interesting in the character itself is compelling but the way that she plays it oh it's so good there's a whole controversy with the marco robbie thing someone's like marco robbie should have played this and i'm i honestly don't think marco robbie as incredible of an actress as she is i don't think she would have done nearly as well as carrie mulligan in this role she was just so good what's wrong with carrie mulligan she's she's amazing why do you we'll why you got a fan cast after the movie's already made? Yeah, we'll talk about that in the the show we do for that, but it was some variety article that said that and everyone was like, Hey, what oh, a terrible thing variety. to say. Cause Margot Robbie produced the film. Seriously. So that's why I <laughs> mentioned that it was My God. likely that she could have done the role, but thankfully Carrie Mulligan was the one who did it. Um, but yeah, this shakes up the race for the Oscars because I think everyone but Andre Day was the front runner. Um, so now we will see granted, how this shapes up. Granted, the Golden Globes are famous for picking random people. You remember when Aaron Taylor Johnson won for whatever it was and beat Herschel <laughs> Ali or something? Yeah. Like, 
strange picks. They always do at least one every year. It's a very strange win. And so it could just be that. But you never know. That is true. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. She could be great in it. I, I, I actually have no information. I mean, I'm sure she is, but just it is very impressive that she was able to beat out these other phenomenal performances. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Yeah. Best actor in a motion picture drama went to none other than Chadwick Boseman for his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This felt inevitable because I think we all recognized his performance as the greatest, um, but it was still really just tragic to think about how this has to be the last one. Um but I mean, it does seem to be the absolute apex of his acting career. I mean, he was amazing in this role. He was he was very good. Uh, everyone else, I'm sure, was good. Who else, all the other people that are nominated? But Chadwick Boseman was great. He he sold the role. He did it well. It was heartbreaking. I mean, I cried when he won, and his his wife gave that speech. It was, it was very, very moving. Heartbreaking. Yeah. There was a moment where I think he won and everybody was applauding and they're all happy. I think just everybody just forgot that he had passed away because it's just still so unbelievable. Something to happen. I just forgot that it happened. Because they're also happy that he won because he's such a tremendous actor. And then we all just kind of, oh, remembered that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But his, his wife gave a tremendous speech. Uh, very powerful. It's very sad. I'm glad you was, yeah. Very deserved. For sure. And deservedly so. And he hopefully will be winning the Oscar as well. I hope. Because, I mean, truly, this was a great an amazing performance. performance. I mean, it stole the movie. I mean, it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right? But, I mean, this is really his film. So, mm-hmm. glad to see him be being recognized for this. Mm-hmm. After Best Actor was Best Director in a Motion Picture, which went to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, which is cool. She's the first, she's the second woman to win the Golden Globe for Best Director and the first Asian woman to win the Golden Globe for Best Director, which is cool in and of itself. And also, it's just a damn good movie. So good for her. Yes, and the movie was so good that it won the Best Motion Picture Drama. It beat also out The Father, Mank, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So Nomadland is now the new frontrunner for the Oscars. I have not seen that movie, but I will at some point. Not on Hulu it's now on too. Hulu, yeah. So definitely now you check that out. And we will do a show on Nomadland as well as we get closer to the Oscars. Yeah. Last thoughts on the Golden Globes, Ryan? It was fun to watch. It was interesting to see, again, the weird difficulties come out and seeing these A-list and sometimes B-list and C-list celebrities try to navigate that. Um, but it was fun. I thought the Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. Tina Fey thing of being on Offsite Coasts and then having the first responders and the healthcare professionals in the actual auditorium watching i thought that was cool 
And I like that mm-hmm. they did the whole feeding America charity drive throughout the program. So yes, I felt mm-hmm. it was a nice show. How about you? Yeah, it was done well. I had a good time. I had fun. I always have fun watching award shows. Me too. I always I don't know. I mean, I just like people. I just like to see people just be successful and win something, even though, you know, it's an award for art, which is completely subjective. But, you know, it's fun. It's still fun to watch people get all excited and scream and go, I want an Oscar. I want a Golden Globe. Or I want a SAG Award. (laughs) It's always fun to watch them get up there, give a speech, see if there's any mistakes that they make. Somebody somebody reads the wrong name or there's a wardrobe malfunction or someone trips. That's always fun to watch. It's just where shows are fun, I guess. It's seeing celebrities be themselves, which is interesting. Yes, I agree. I 100% agree. Good times. Good times. All right. That's all the time we have. If you would like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, which we will be doing next week, you can email us at theboxofficeshow at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Be sure to watch the finale of WandaVision this Friday on Disney Plus because next week we'll be giving our thoughts on the MCU's first television series. Thanks again for listening. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.